Okay. So I figured it was great because I could cut it off at three minutes if I didn't have to poop, but let it play out if I did have to poop. Wow. And I think um, we can all use our imagination at this point as to what road you traveled down. It's <laughs> <That's> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The road was more smelly. <laughs> it was the, uh, the beaten path, if you will. <laughs> yeah, David Elico, good... Uh... Good tune. Great tune. Good times. We were able to smoke them if we got them. Uh, Duchan thrown down. I love, I love the names of marijuana these days. You know, gone are the the OG Kush and the Blueberry. Right now, what we got Sean here smoking on uh, at the break there? Peanut butter breath and the Alien <laughs> Mint times peppermint marker. Oh man, yeah. Old school. <laughs> Alien mint with the peppermint. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a lot of mint. That's a lot of mint. You don't oh. even have to brush your teeth anymore if you're just smoking that. It's the new menthol now that Joe Biden's banning it, right? <laughs> you better hurry up and get it before the black people find out. Dude, I read some serious deep dives on this menthol ban. It's a major issue in some communities throughout America. I'll let you use your imagination on that one as well, but... uh Certain urban inner city communities are none too pleased that the Biden administration is entertaining this menthol cigarette ban. And I think it was NPR that did a major deep dive on it. Uh, they interviewed a, an advocate, a huge advocate for stopping the ban on menthol cigarettes, Al Sharpton. What? Yeah. Hugely outspoken on stopping the government from banning menthol and how menthol is a staple cigarette of the African-American community and how it is just straight up outright racist to even consider to ban the cigarette. And then you're called racist if you say, well, we need to work on the culture in these communities. Well, what's incredible in the NPR article, if you check it out, they go into the history of menthol cigarettes and how in the 70s, Menthol companies explicitly, directly advertised to the African-American community through magazines like Ebony and these other publications that were pretty much only purchased in these urban areas. And uh, it became a status symbol or part of the culture back in the 60s and 70s for African-Americans to smoke menthol cigarettes. And so now it is considered offensive and racist to to take them away hmm. well the reason the reason al sharpton <laughs> no al sharpton runs a uh, non-profit organization that happens to be paid for or majorly financed by one of the tobacco companies who happens to make a killing on the menthol cigarettes ah uh, that makes sense yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. al sharpton's yeah. a money man he's a grifter uh, a race baiter. That's something you should be proud of. Like, you're fighting for that to be part of your culture. Okay, let's separate black and white, even though we were all Americans. But there was a time when the quote-unquote white people culture, the doctors were smoking in the doctor's office. That's right. They were prescribing you Winstons. Right. Like, ah, your back hurts? You need to be uh, smoking more Winstons there, young fella. Switch from the camels. <laughs> That's right. Those are too light for your blood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Dude. It used to be part of our culture, too, but we got rid of it. Emma was now we showing smoke weed. 
apparently in the TikTok universe, Emma was being exposed to images of children and young folks being prescribed to heroin back in like the 1920s or early uh, 1800s or li- early 1900s, if you will. Wow. And yeah, and it, the the images are very funny, like the heroin bottles. And I was just like, yeah, man, they had cocaine and freaking Coca-Cola, man. I mean, we were putting drugs and everything back then. And look, at you see the pic. I was just looking at some old pictures, man. Man, everybody just looks so healthy. Yeah, that's like, the thing. We nowadays, were... there's no like, like women don't just look healthy. They're, they're either super skinny or super fat. Back then, yeah. we were eating lard and doing heroin. All right, we were we were feeling good and living large, man. Ready to storm the beaches. That's you know, right. That is... <laughs> what beach? That beach, no problem. You and, know? and we could smoke a pack of Winston's, and it didn't bother us, man. Didn't bother us. No cancer. That's right. We were so hearty and healthy back then. Our doctors were prescribing us cigarettes. Like, no, no, you got to slow it down here. Take some cigarettes. <laughs> You're too healthy, man. Come on. You really need to increase your cigarette and uh, moonshine. Uh, <laughs> dude, uh, that, we were kind of talking about this. Like, like Nona talks about all her grandparents. Everybody used to, like, they would grow tobacco, and they would smoke tobacco, and they would drink yes. moonshine. Yes. And they, they would live to 90. And, like, really, there isn't nothing changed until you started putting, like, sugar and corn syrup and everything. And you really change the, the diet. That's got to be what's causing everything. I think it's the synthetic nature of all the foods that we're consuming, the pre-processed element. Uh, what you're f- eating and consuming shouldn't be able to hang out on your shelf or in your fridge for, you know, two months. Yeah. Because if it can hang out in your fridge for two months, it's going to hang out inside of you for two months. <laughs> but even like the meat. There's a lot of t- things that are saying, like a lot of uh, articles and everything that I'm reading talking about how it used to be a, a lot better to let the meat hang out, like out in the air. You know how like everybody talks about the old day, you'd walk up to the butcher and he would just have like half a cow hanging out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. And even though there was like flies, yeah, there's stuff in the air, but it's like the drying of the meat was a lot better. We're actually like harboring more bacteria and everything by shrink wrapping it and having it sit there in that in those juices you know well no we're mass producing first of all that's where maybe we should stop you know maybe less mass produce and localize yeah. the production i think that's a huge issue but you know there's there's other stuff going on yeah because then you don't got to put as much shit in the meat because you don't have to ship it dude nona brought home these like pre-made burger patties it like said on there one hundred percent organic, all this. Was, dude, I, I tried telling her that is not real meat. It was like the color was I've never seen meat like that. What was the color? Like we're we talking like a overly pinkish? <laughs> Just like so red pink, like it looked like something you would see in a commercial. Like the patty before they the patty right before they throw it on the grill on a Burger King commercial. You know, like just it was so Perfect. Yeah, and there's and, something and going I, on with the mass-produced uh, meats. And I mean, Bill Gates, dude, he's he's getting his mRNA vaccine pumped into a lot of these cattle. You think so? Oh, I know so. He openly talks about it. He's all over the place at the. He was at the World Economic Forum chatting about all his uh, takeovers of the farms and the potatoes. And I think you know you're. 
take a look at these people from back in the day, uh, right? You know, they're not lean, but they're stealth, right? They're kind of brick houses. These are people eating lard, smoking cigs. They're not, they're, these aren't beacons of health back in the 50s and 60s, but why weren't they obese and we are now? Well, you know, they weren't chowing down Mickey D's two to three times a week. You know, and they weren't sitting on their ass all the time either and staring at their phones or playing video games. And to me, I think there's something up with the drinks, man. Everybody, everybody's drinking something all the time. I'm constantly seeing people just consuming beverages, and it ain't water, all right? If you're drinking something other than water or beer, you should probably take a break. <laughs> so, dude, there is a correction. There is no current mRNA vaccines allowed in livestock. I don't care what the news tells you. It's fake news. <laughs> but, the, but it is being fought right now in the courts as to whether or not they can allow it. Which, There's, yeah. yeah. I mean, they let you give it to your kids. Why wouldn't they let you give it to the cows? They want to put it in the food. They want to spray it on us in their chemtrails like we're mosquitoes. Uh, and speaking of chemtrails, I sent you the article. It was in the New York Times this week. They're, they're talking about flowing up a parasail uh, up into space to block the sun for a little bit, you know, to cool us off. Yeah, they, they've been talking about that forever. Idiots. We, well, you know what? These uh, weirdos talk about a lot of stuff, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, well, it, uh, a pangolin banged a bat, and now we all have to lock down for two months. Uh, sorry, <laughs> six months. Sorry, two years. Yeah. <laughs> the climate change thing is uh, it's starting to fall apart on them. Yeah, I think people are realizing, um, you know, Greta Thunberg threatened that we'd all die in 2023, and we kind of breezed past that year. And you can't keep it up for that long. You're scaring every. You're trying to keep everybody afraid that the world's gonna end, but it never ends. Well, the, they've know? run into a bit of a roadblock with the millennials. We're we're part of a generation of people who were told at this point we would be ducking for cover from acid rain, and nothing would stop it because <laughs> of all the pollution. We wouldn't be able to breathe the air, and the generation before us was told there would be an ice age. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's what that one movie was about. The day after tomorrow. Now we're doing the opposite. It's no ice age. We're gonna go into some drastic hellhole where nobody could survive. Although it's hard to explain away the fact that a warmer climate is way better for life, and you know, life tends to thrive when the climate is warm. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, I, I'm so sick of everybody because we're having an awesome winter. Yeah, same here. It's been beautiful. But, dude, don't you remember when we were kids, there was the El Nino winter? We had, like, three, four years of, like, awesome winters. Yes. It was the El Nino thing. Like, we used to understand science back then. <laughs> you had this El Nino pattern that came in, and then guess what? When it leaves, we're going to be hit with brutally cold. Yeah. Just long, brutal winters. Like we had last year. Last year was a brutal... Long, cold winter. They chemtrailed like crazy. We didn't see the sun for six months. It was awful. All right. And then this year, they're still chemtrailing, but to no avail. It's too hot. The climate has shifted a little bit. You know, we got that El Nino hot wind coming in from the Pacific, and it's beautiful, sunny, nice. And then occasionally, like yesterday, some cloud coverage came over, and it dumped like three feet of snow everywhere. Beautiful. 
Yeah, but it's winter. But sun, this is what happens. This is totally day. normal. Yeah, it's well, it's literally February. We're literally in the middle of winter. Yeah, it's totally normal. I don't know. I know we're hitting forty degrees, and it's great. I mean, enjoy it. I, I promise you, it's not going to be like that next year. No, it's a cycle, absolutely, and I think no matter what man tries to do to mess with it, ultimately, you can't really, you know, influence too heavily the natural course of the earth. (laughs) Right? Like, sometimes it's just going to be hot, and sometimes it's just going to be cold. There's nothing you could do about it. It's a big planet. It's a big freaking planet, dude. You're right. We're not in control, you know? We're just a bunch of fleas, man, on this thing, and it shakes us off every fucking 6,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> and all you people trying to pass bills and stuff, you don't even know that the Earth is flat. Yeah, hey that's right, man. Um, all right, well, speaking of uh, being led by idiots in this world when it comes to all this stuff, are you familiar with Edward Dowd? No. He's been out there... I think he's like a statistician, finance guy, but he's been really at the forefront of kind of preaching out loud about the insurance companies and the red flags they're seeing with the excess mortality rates. Oh. Uh, Yeah, he's big on that. I don't have anything of him talking about that, but I have a clip of him talking about who's actually running the show. And... Mike, I thought you would really enjoy this because we all know I am a tinfoil hat conspiracy nut job theorist. This kind of flies in the face of my idea that everything's connected and they're all in control. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Uh, a dude who's very uh, intelligent from what I understand and kind of does have his finger on the pulse as to what's truly happening worldwide when it comes to the post-rollout of the vaccines. Well, here he is telling, uh, telling us the truth as to why we've been so duped uh, so heavily over these last several years. Well, the, the hope is that people are becoming aware of the problem. That's the first thing. I mean, you have a problem. And it's, getting, it's, it's kind of going parabolic in terms of awareness. You know, it was this Harvard professor who just resigned, who committed plagiarism, Vivek Ramaswamy put out a observation which nailed it. He basically said, it's not so much uh, um, that she's an idiot, which... He's talking about Claudine Gay. Oh, I'm well aware. Yes, I just wanted to clarify, Claudine Gay is the um, Harvard prof- uh, president who stepped aside. Still getting well, paid. Most importantly, black female. Lesbian. Still getting paid. Like <laughs> Still getting paid, but stepped aside. Um, Still getting paid half a million a year. That's right, man. F- falling upward, folks. That's how it works. All right. It's not so much uh, um, that she's an idiot, which she is. I mean, she only produced 10 articles, <laughs> never wrote any books. It's that the bureaucratic, um, the, the rise of the bureaucrats. So, you know, we have in all our institutions bureaucrats that really didn't get to where they are through merit. They got there because they knew someone or they towed the line. So right now we have a realization that not only is it just the CDC, the NIH, and government bureaucrats, there's bureaucrats in every part of our institutions, corporate institutions. DEI has been a disaster. So we have, basically we're being ruled by idiots. Yes. And it's now, 
you know, it's now becoming clear, uh, 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 you know, clear to all of us that um, the people who are, you know, issuing their orders and dictates who are self-proclaimed experts really don't know what they're talking about. And that's a good thing. So I think there's a lot of hope in that. Uh, no one's going to listen to the experts. All right. Very, wow, very, absolutely true. Very half glass full outlook, in my opinion, which is refreshing to hear from a guy who I've been kind of paying attention to. Dr. Drew interviewed him uh, not too long ago. Uh, the dude is kind of a doomsayer when it comes to the vaccines and what they're doing to people and how, like, everybody's basically going to die from taking these shots. So, like, <laughs> it's kind of nice hearing him be a little bit more positive in the fact that people are a bit more awoken nowadays. Yeah, especially to your expert thing. I think that was the craziest thing that's been exposed over the last few years is that you you got these people into the positions at places like Harvard because they were willing to repeat your bullshit. And then you bring them on as experts to repeat your bullshit. And we only bought it because they had this prestigious title of Harvard president. You know, it's... It, I don't know. Now that the, now that it's actually been exposed, that you're all a bunch of morons that are just repeating the same bullshit. So George Soros keeps you in power in places, you know. Absolutely. And so now we don't trust any of your quote unquote experts. You're all Dr. Fauci's to us now. You're just liars. Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay yeah. Gupta. Absolutely. You're all the same. In media, you're all in the same boat too. I can't stress enough. There is no difference between Fox News and CNN and MSNBC. They are the same channels. Oh, it's all the same people. Same actors, man. They're all governed by, what is it, the FCC? Yes. And it's like, who controls that, right? Well, you you got to look at everything. They're all controlled by the same people. All the actors, you know. You know what's been going viral is that Eminem talking about the Grammys. So the Grammys are this weekend. Actually, they they are happening in a few hours, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I my money is on that chick I've never heard of to win all seven of those Grammys she was nominated for for being a black lesbian. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. What did Eminem say <laughs> about the Grammys? I'm very excited. Oh uh, no, he just talks about how he's never he. This was a long time ago, and how he got snubbed and he was never going to go back. I forgot who he lost to. And then he talked about, he just talked about how it's a joke. They bring in, they, they like nominate all the people that should win, right? Just to get people to go to show up. And so the people will watch it. That's and right. They hand out the award to somebody nobody's heard of. Oh, yeah. So he kind of had the same complaint that we've been saying, you know? Well, you hand it to the person who checks the boxes, right? Yeah. You know, you can't hand it to Eminem. He had that one song where he used the Finocchio word and made fun of gay people. <laughs> and, and, dude, the worst part of all, he's a white man. That's right. Culturally, so he... <laughs> culturally appropriating, man. Come so on. Even though he grew up poor in a trailer in one of the most impoverished places in this country, Frank, he, still had, <laughs> he still had white privilege his whole life. Right, because he was white, man. And then he decided to, go, <laughs> to make a career in the one area no white man is allowed and he still made it because of his white privilege yes exactly it all makes sense when you put all that math together
Dude, uh... Remember you were talking the other episode about the 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 songwriter that had one song Vic- in the 90s? Victoria Apricot. Oh, uh, yes. Tracy Chapman? I think that's who I was thinking of, yes. Because, yeah, I saw her, like, she's playing at the Grammys. That's what made me think of All that. right. She's doing that Fast Car song. I think that's the one you were thinking of. It might be, and it's possible. I know, <laughs> well, there's a, there's a country music fella who did a cover of this song, and it's been all over the radio. He He's probably performing with her, I can imagine. Was it this song? Yes, that's Tracy Chapman. Is Tracy Chapman a dude or a chick or a lady fella? Uh, it's a chick. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, be a lesbian, though. But yeah, this is it's her, right? Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. She's the one that wrote for like everybody in the '90s. Okay, maybe that is who I was thinking of, and yeah, I mean, this has been a thing for a long time, you know. People who are ghost writers or write on the back seat. But also, pop music, and this has been true if you look up any of these songs, even back in the 90s, songs that we love, uh, that were, you know, when they get into the studio, man, I mean, there's a team of people behind crafting these songs and making them, you know, hook and catchy and, you know, definitely slipping in the... Uh, innuendos and the various different messages that the CIA wants to put in so that we're all mind controlled and MK ultraed, right? <laughs> so, like, you know, there, there's a whole, the whole organism behind how these songs get put out, you know. So, I, I think, um, but in all seriousness, if you look at a lot of uh, modern pop songs, dude, I mean, it, it is a novel worth of names that go into uh, getting the credits for a lot of these uh, tunes that you hear on the radio. Yeah, for sure. So it's a rarity. And even these, you know, uh, what was the the album we loved as young fellas? It was the Dr. Dre comeback album, The Chronic 2001. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest yeah. albums of all time. <laughs> That's... You know, I had to go look. Uh, Bobby Lee is in the music video for one of those songs. Get the one with Eminem. out of here. Of course he, he is. Of course. So Fucking funny, yeah. That's hilarious, and of course he is, man. That would that would make a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> he was he was on a podcast with some brothers, and he was uh talking about he was bragging about how he was in an Eminem rap video. And then they're like, uh, "Well, have you ever done one with a black rapper?" And he's like, "I don't know. Maybe you heard of this guy. He's a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> Dre, Doctor Dre." <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, the chronic <laughs> was freaking awesome. Remember when that came out, man? Like there was yeah. everybody had that album. This was before uh, it didn't matter uh, what the color of your skin was. You could all go, you know, proudly purchase the album and have fun with it. And listen to it. It was on what, at every what proves house. It more than the fact that Eminem was the best rapper and our president was black. <laughs> like we were, it was such a great time. And oh, then man. now we're back to like, oh, we're racist. What? I thought we were over this. <laughs> Did we cross all the boundaries? Didn't you see our Run DMC? They did the the video with Aerosmith. <laughs> with Aerosmith. It was like thirty yeah. years ago, man. We we did all this, dude. I thought we, we covered all the ground. We walked that way. We've been walking that way <laughs> for thirty years. They broke through the wall and they did the dance together. Come on, man. We were they there. They literally broke the wall down. Come on. <laughs> it was figurative. Come on. 
<laughs> oh man. They made us racist again, huh? That's so funny to think about. I mean, we had vanilla ice doing we had white rappers. It was over. Yeah, we we had black dim- politicians. We had broken the barriers, we had ended the divisions, we were one and again. I mean, we were chatting about this in the last episode. I cannot stress enough for the young folk out there who don't remember, but I I cannot think of a more unifying moment in my lifetime than 912 in yeah. 2001. My God, man, we were one people, baby. Uh, you know what? That's right, because we were all racist against the Arabs. And the French. Fuck that's, the French, that's, dude. <laughs> that's what we had in common. Yes. That's what brought the whites and the blacks together. The That's hatred right. for the Arabs. Back then, we would have tied Talib Shalib, whatever her name is, to a raft and <laughs> sent her back to the Middle East, baby, with some French fries. They're freedom fries now, man. America, baby. <laughs> <laughs> These better be pancakes. Give me that crepe shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is That's with so- that Talib Rashida Tully. She man. hates America. She did some speech. You can't even clip it because she's literally speaking in an Arabic where she's talking about how she's Somalian first and Arabic second, and she's not even American. She hates America. Like, it's an incredible clip. Like, oh, America's not even on her podium. <laughs> like, you know you're a Congress member, right, for America? For the America. Land, land yeah. of the free? Are you familiar with this place? No, no, no. Yeah, there's the land you came to. You fled your country <laughs> to, to come here. You and now you're a senator or a congresswoman. <laughs> I, 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 you hate this place? You love Somalia? Go back. Yeah, literally. Please. And all you fucking assholes sitting there cheering her on and voting her in, go back. Stop trying to make America Somalia. Go back. Well, they're, they're getting close. New York City's almost there. There was a group of migrants... Something like maybe just short of a dozen or so, they bombarded two police officers walking the beat and beat the crap out of them. It was filmed on multiple cameras and cell phones. And then these uh, gangster fellas uh, from out of town, they're illegal aliens, they uh, happen to be part of some group, allegedly, that's actually ransacking New York City and stealing and doing all this crazy stuff. Uh, you got to listen real close in the video. You can hear the cops say, where's Michael Penny? <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Let him out. What's so tragic is these fellas came to this country to be Michael Jackson impersonators. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're beloved. <laughs> that's a good. That's good. The good news for you, migrants, if you just keep beating the shit out of the cops and the people on the subway for 10 years, eventually you'll just be a beloved member of this community. The trick yeah. is, while you're beating the cop, you do a little moon dance, you know, throw in a little hee-hee, you know, <laughs> Shimone, slap him across the face with your one white glove on the one hand, you know, hee-hee. <laughs> you ever think of a fedora? Try the fedora. <laughs> You know, as you're moonwalking, you kick the cop in the face, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. The Michael Jackson thing, it works both ways, whether you just want to beat up adults or fuck kids. Either way. <laughs> Word might spread. They got to be careful. I mean, 
one guy did try to stop a Michael Jackson impersonator. He's now looking down at like maybe a lifetime behind bars. These migrants could learn a trick or two from this young fella. You could start seeing roving gangs of migrant Michael Jackson impersonators just <laughs> assaulting people left and right, taking over the town, man. <laughs> It'd be funny when the one guy doesn't get the message. He's the Mexican Elvis. In the group of Michael Jackson. Slim, baby. Oh, what? Oh, baby. Oh, man. You said the king. I didn't know which one you were talking about. I've been working on this lip curl for a day and a half, man. (laughs) Almost as long as the hair. You know? Gotta specify. King of pop. Should I just return the hound dog then? What's going on here, man? <laughs> Slim, baby. <laughs> Which one to use the rabbit? <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, that's crazy. All right, so this is an insane story. The cops, <laughs> yeah. and they, they were in jail for about three hours. That's right, yeah. And those, so they let him out. We all saw I the- spent more time in jail when I was arrested <laughs> at a party for drinking under eight. It's crazy. <laughs> You know, I got busted for a toga party. I was in jail for two days. These guys are out in like four <laughs> hours, man. It's unbelievable. And, and the charges they threatened us with was insane. <laughs> so we all saw the f- the pictures, I hope, or the footage. It's pretty insane. These migrants, illegals, man. Beat up a cop and then they get let out of jail three hours later and they're flipping the bird to the camera. They're They're literally telling America, go fuck yourself. As they're being let out of jail. It's unbelievable to me that we have gotten to this point. And I gotta say, uh, dude Sean has said it a couple times. Why not shoot them? I got two words. George Floyd. You shoot these migrants, you're gonna start a whole nother summer of riots. Very true, which is why they found a loophole, and I think it's smart, but they casted these fellas in the Rust 2 production starring Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, and so... <laughs> they will be the dealt with. is a human wall between Al... They have to always stand between Alec and the other cast members. They're actually all part of the photography team. It's very weird, but... um. <laughs> I think you see what's going to happen here. <laughs> He's getting ready for his next role as an old gangster. So you guys need, a, we just need footage of him using a Tommy gun. So all of you. I like this idea, though. Like, you're, you're standing there in front of the court and it's like, uh, we shall sentence you to six months working on the production of Rust 2 with Alex Baldwin. No! May God be with you. (laughs) So I got the clip of the year, and I know it's early, but I think this might register. Uh, CNN was covering this debacle and the fellas who beat the cops getting let out of jail. And uh, they had a correspondent come on there and give them the lowdown on what these migrants are are up to truly and how they're a part of these gangs that are very well established. They're set up in places like New York, Chicago, LA, probably Denver. And they essentially have established these crime rings and they're committing crimes and stealing. And uh, he's going to tell you what they're doing with the money. And 
I did no editing on this. This is a fantastic clip. The the reaction from the anchors there at CNN are, uh, you know, priceless, if you will. So uh, here we go. We got CNN discussing the migrant crime rings going on and what these fellas in New York who've flicked off the camera, what they're a part of. So here we go. I mean, we're hearing a change when it comes to immigration in general from President Biden on down. Do you hear her talk about that? It is also directly related to the fact that these were police officers. Does that have any impact? Does that change anything? Well, it's so complicated because, you know, you're a New Yorker. You move through the city every day, as I do. We see these people. We touch these people. They're out looking for work. They're delivering our food. They're at the gas stations in the car wash. Uh, I mean, these are people who came in waves, you know, 170,000 probably to New York City. Um, but within that group, this hardworking, you know, throngs of people in search of hope and a better life. There is this one percenter, you know, criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here. These individuals, I went over their rap sheets yesterday, multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Uh, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. And I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh, Oh, what's jail, dude? Oh, duh. Oh, my God, man. Tongue tie much? Wow. <laughs> you mean they don't steal in the places where you go to jail for That's right. stealing? Yeah. Uh, I don't believe it. What, what is this? Yeah, it's yeah. freaking crazy, dude. What a wild concept. You mean in a place where they have cops, people don't do things like, what's it called, crime? This is nuts, man. <laughs> uh, no wonder Florida's doing good, man. They're stealing from New York and bringing the money down to Florida. That's right, dude. It, wow, come on. We talked about this about a week ago. <clears throat> it's like they are almost getting it. They're saying right it. There. They're saying it out loud, man. Like it's there. It, it's floating in front of their faces. You you could hear them staring into space with their mouths open, like a bunch of retards. Like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, Wait a is... minute. They steal here where they don't go to jail, and then they go to Florida. They go to jail in Florida so they don't steal. We need to get Ron DeSantis to change his policies so that they don't go to jail for stealing <laughs> in Florida. Then they'll stay in Florida and steal. This must mean these migrants are white supremacist Nazis. They want to ban our books. Oh, I'm so upset. Unbelievable, man. Come on, dude. They're almost getting it. I, I love this so much, dude. Like, it's so close. You could taste it, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just one more step of reason. What is Logic. it, though? This is what I keep asking myself, like, especially for people here in Colorado. Em and I know a lot of... Folks down in the Boulder County area, we hear the same phrases from them every time we see them. Oh, you know, I hate to say it, 
But I think it's the Democrats. Well, yeah. why do you keep voting for them if you hate to say it? And, you know, like, you're, you almost get it. Like, it's like you realize the problem is I'm voting for these people who aren't doing anything about the problems in my life, but I'm going to keep voting for them because orange man bad. Yeah, but you see the big change that's happening now is we're segregating by sexes politically. And it really is that the, the left is really, it's just a female mindset. I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just, a, it's a very, like, you know, we're caring and we don't really want anybody to be hurt. And, you know, we just want everything to be fair. Yeah, the Democrats are chick think. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because <laughs> I'm going to go back to that clip when they cut away to the war on CNN and they brought on the three chicks, two of which weren't even alive during Gulf War or maybe even the second time we went to Iraq. Uh, they brought on the three chicks. And I, I said to Emma, look at what diversity has brought us. Look at this diversity. <laughs> look at the diversity. Look at the All diversity female. on your screen. You got three white chicks. Congratulations. Yeah, that's great. This is diversity? And now we're all going to be well-informed about war from the three chicks who have never been to war. Exactly, dude. But this, yeah. I, There was some picture, and I can't remember where it was. It was like somewhere in Pennsylvania or D.C. or maybe even Chicago. But it was like a city council group or whatever this might even now that i think about it, be colorado because that's how bad things have gotten here but it's like <laughs> it's like three fat middle-aged suburban women and they're like we're in charge now and like is that what you want is that is that inclusion and diversity did you get it is this was this the goal you got three fat suburban women running everything this is not good yeah <laughs> you gotta see the chicago alderman well, it's like a Where's Waldo for the white men. <laughs> Dude, that's the truth, though, right now, which is it never was truly about inclusion of everybody. No, it was about excluding one group and one group only, straight white guys. We got to get rid of the straight white guys. It's, it's Chicago's the funniest one because you have like these districts that are all white, but those people are so liberal that they're like, we can't vote for the white guy. We have to prove we're not racist and vote for the black guy, <laughs> right? Or the Latino. And then every other black <laughs> district, Latino district, they all vote for the person that looks like them, you know? So then you just end up with no white guys. I can only imagine Daily Wire did something on this. They must have, but Emma is a huge fan of Law and Order, especially the Special Victims Unit, which is the one where they deal with the sexual rape cases and all that jazz. They had a fantastical episode on a week ago where a... Uh, and I, I may be getting this slightly off, but I think I'm on the money here. Emma corrected me yesterday when we discussed it. Uh, a white lesbian woman was raped by a black man and didn't want to take the black man to court because of uh, racism, if I, I understood. I saw that story. Oh, you did see the story about yes, it? Yes. She didn't want to perpetuate the... The stereotype. The stereotype, yeah. Right. <laughs> and she felt like it wasn't his fault. Uh, didn't we solve this problem with the freaking writer strike, man? Come on. I thought we got rid of all the crap. What is this? But how racist is it to be like, oh, it's not your fault you raped this woman. You're just a barbaric black person. <laughs> it's you in can't your, help it. It's in your genes. We'll forgive you. You can't control your <laughs> urges. You're black. I, I can't blame you. <laughs> you know who can't control their urges? Black people and a two-year-old kid. You're like a two-year-old kid. It's okay. Wow. Good call. I didn't. 
It's so racist. Didn't even think about that, man. Of course this guy raped a white woman. He's black. Yeah. How can I hold it against him? We gotta forgive him, man. It's in his nature. He's black. It's like terrible. <laughs> like if, a, if an Italian rapes somebody and they're just like, well, he's, he's practically an animal. He's Italian. You don't, <laughs> you don't arrest a dog for humping a woman's leg, do you? Leave this Italian alone. <laughs> I, you know, I would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've been Italian my whole life. Never raped a woman. literally what they did here that's so funny this is what happens when only one group of people gets elevated to these statuses of lead writer in hollywood at this point right <laughs> yeah. you're getting this kind of crap content man it's just it's so racist that is terrible it's it's more racist to not prosecute him than it would have been to prosecute he's a rapist you fucking arrest him what doesn't matter what color his skin is what a completely absurd storyline. Even on spaces, like the person who wrote it, they should have been fired immediately. Everybody involved in that story should be executed. <laughs> the rapist, the woman who got raped and didn't want to prosecute, because she's clearly a racist and doesn't know it, and, and she's, the fucking <laughs> the writer. And she's perpetrating rape. She's pro-rape. Pro-rape. Pro-rape, <laughs> pro-racist. Get this, get this shit. Kill them all. Everybody in this story... We, we, We'd be better without them all. Uh, Emma informed me that in the end, uh, <laughs> he turns himself in because he <laughs> can live with the guilt of being a rapist. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So uh, oh the good conscience landed on the rapist. It, he turned himself in, which Emma told me was the most unbelievable part of the entire movie. Her <laughs> <Or> show. <laughs> Oh, this was a movie? I no, this it was, was a like show. A... It was a uh, Law and Order. Sorry. They're basically movies. Back when I was a young oh, fella, yeah. movies were about as long as TV shows are now. Yeah, you're not kidding. Right? So, yeah. So the, uh, yeah, it's so stupid. Allegedly, the, the guy turns so himself stupid. in. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's how it concludes. Th that's so. not how it would end at all. How it would end, that guy would just keep raping white women in that neighborhood. Yes. Let's <laughs> next. Exactly what an happened. You can't control it. Right, and they would just yeah. keep letting him out, especially if it was in New York, because I think they'd basically have a revolving door in the criminal justice system at this point. Oh, after a couple of years, it would just become a new thing. Like, man, you've been living here 18 months, you haven't been raped by him? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> You're not a true New Yorker until you get raped by the black guy. <laughs> well, speaking of New York, man, it's seen better days, and officially, Mike, I think you and I can really appreciate this news, man. If you live in a big city, you probably think your city has the worst traffic in the whole country. Well, according to location technology company TomTom, Tom, that dubious distinction goes to New York City. Oh, yeah. Commuters in the Big Apple spend about 25 minutes in their vehicles for every six-mile stretch of road. I actually think it's worse. I think it's worse. In the down. Yeah. First runner up on the list, Washington, D.C., followed by San Fran, then Boston and Chicago. You might uh, you oh, know. top five, top baby. Five, yeah, L.A. rounds out at number nine there. Uh, I noticed a trend amongst the cities in the top five. 
Could you catch on to it, Mike? I, yeah, yeah, they're all fucking Democrat run, and they're all spending all their money on migrants instead of expanding the fucking highway. That's right. Come to if you come to Chicago, we got like three, four major highways that run three major highways that run into the city. The minute you hit the city limit, it it fucking closes down to three lanes because they haven't expanded it in fucking thirty years. Yeah, we have the same issue in Colorado. Jared Polis is taking pictures in Winter Park when he skis, saying how it's great how we can now take a train up there. You know, because everybody can afford to go skiing for the weekend, right? How did that not affect the people of color the most? You took their tax dollars to build a fucking rail (laughs) rail line to ski resorts? Mike, he passed a bill where if you're black and you open up a dispensary, he cuts you a check for $10,000. Come on, man. (laughs) Reparations. That's right, dude. Yeah. We got it covered here. Right? We're not going to fix the roads. But if you want to go skiing in Winter Park, take the train that we newly financed, right? Yeah. So where was Denver on that list? Probably didn't even make it. They skipped it over. I, you know, Denver's yeah. a funny city. Um, population, I believe, 710,000 people. If I'm not mistaken. Not bad. Yeah, but Dallas is bigger. Yeah. Right? Like, there's more people in Dallas. So, like, on a traffic scale, Dallas probably just has more traffic just on the fact that it has more people. Yeah, that's really what that list has in common is, I mean, New York just has the most people. Absolutely. Chicago just has an insane amount of people. Yes. These are massive cities who are filled to the brim and have been for over 100 years at this point. I mean, you know, how is Denver going to compete? Plus, also... We're a mile high into the air there, uh, so just geographically speaking, Denver's racist. You know, with the sickle cell anemia, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know we're a bit restricted here with the population. But plus, like Denver, <laughs> you're in the middle of nowhere, so you can be spread out evenly in every direction. Where like a lot of these places are like like Chicago, we don't have the east side; it's the lake. Right. Yeah. You know, so you have to go around or through downtown if you're you know. So there's really no like. You know, we're all cut off. You're crammed in, just like New York. <clears throat> you got the water there, San Fran. We're talking yeah. more water. Colorado, we're, yeah, you're right. We're spaced out and stoned out, my man. So we're taking our time <laughs> and cruising around slowly. <clears throat> yeah, good times. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I went dude. to the weed store today. It is just so unpleasant going to these stores in Chicago. What is the weed store experience for you in the Chi-Town area? You have you can't hold, smell, touch any products. So you go up to the counter. You didn't pre-order online. So then you got to go off to the side where they have these tablets. You have to go on the tablet and you have to log in and create an account just so you could order it. And then because the people who give you the weed and stuff like they can't be in the same room as the weed. So they have those like drawers. You know those like. Hannibal Lecter fucking cell drawers. Right, where they put it in, it closes up, it slides across, and then you can finally access it. It's amazingly so you can't rob them. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) So you have to order it online, and then when it's ready, it comes out of one of these drawers. And then one of the bud tenders, like, just, and then they try to talk your ear off about it, dude. Like, just give me the shit. I've been here for 30 minutes now just trying to get some weed, like, you you made this more unpleasant than going to the dude's house, you know? Yes, and don't try to polish this turd. You've treated me like cattle all the way up to the point where now you're treating me like a degenerate homeless person. Uh, let's just 
cut the bullshit, you know, chit chat and let me be on my way with my shitty weed that you probably sprayed with chemicals. For sure. Take my forty <laughs> percent right. tax. Yeah, man. Uh, it's so disgusting what they did with it. You gotta come out to Colorado, dude. They just opened up some licensing out here in the neighborhood where we live, so we're getting some new places. They opened up this joint called the Dab, and uh, it's kind of a commercialized, uh, you know, store. They have several throughout the city and state, uh, but this particular one, you walk in, and in their main lobby area, they have this sniffing and checking out zone. So all their weed they have for sale, you can like take a look at it and smell it. They, you know, it's all there to you know see what you want, and then uh, they got these like. You know, turntable things where you can spin them around and see all the different concentrates they got going. Uh, you know, they'll even they'll even bust some jars open and let you smell it right there at the counter. It's great. See, that's what I mean. You're buying weed. There's a hundred different kinds, hundred different strains. How am I supposed to know which one I want just by the name? You know, right? And half the names. Look at what dude Sean is smoking: peanut butter, chocolate. Uh, you know, Count Chocula with the uh, pineapple yeah, like alien the, raspberry. Or, or yeah, alien mint. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> let me smell it. Let me see it. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. I don't have enough time to study. You know. Yeah, man. No, no, it's nice to be able to uh, check it out and give it a little sniff and. Uh, we've been going with the connoisseur buds out here lately just because the bulk stuff, man, because of their new regulations and all the debugging and deworming and despraying and de-whatever they got to do, they're just pumping all sorts of weird chemicals and freezing and zapping and doing x-ray this, like, you know, in my day, call me old school, but... We didn't have to, like, x-ray zap our weed to smoke it, you know? Like, it was just kind of some herb that came up through the uh, donkey's ass through Mexico, and uh, we <laughs> de-seeded it. <laughs> right. You're right, dude. I want these regulators to go back in time and see the shit we used to smoke. Yes, dude. Sometimes you would hope mold would grow on it, just make it a little stronger. That's yeah. right, a little more potent, give a little more of that skunky smell there, right? Make the friends a little <laughs> jealous about that, you know, dank you scored from the uh, weed dealer down the street. <laughs> Remember dank? Yeah, man. You want the regs or you want the dank? Yeah, my uh, my buddy and I, we were new to the weed game back in those days, and he was uh, we had a friend who was telling us about a new dealer he had discovered and how he had he uh, had originally had some dank, but now yeah he had some shitty dank, and uh, we were like, well, what is dank? And he goes, <laughs> dank is good weed, and we're like, he's got shitty good weed. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, man? <laughs> we weren't the smartest group of guys. So. <laughs> Some oh, shitty I know. Dank, it was way man. more expensive, man, back in the day. Yeah, the dank. Oh, and the hydro, the kind bud. Oh, dude, we oh, used to have. yeah, hydro. Back in those, like, you would get, like, White Widow, and it would be, let's like, powder white looking weed. And it was the greatest stuff you'd ever smoked. And then you found out, like, oh, that was angel dust, actually. You probably shouldn't have smoked yes. that weed. It probably <laughs> fucked up your brain a little bit, and maybe your spinal cord. <laughs> Sorry about that one. <laughs> 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 Touching the weed, like trying to roll a joint, like damn, this shit is crystally. Lick your finger, you're like, why is my tongue numb? This is, this is cocaine. They sprinkled on some red. Floating through space in about two hours. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
And after just rolling around in the hill for an hour, you're like, wait, what, what happened there? Where did I just go? Dude, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was he was older than you by like one year. He used to sell weed, and it was always the shittiest weed. But you'd go to him if you needed to, right? That's right. And there was like there was like this. It was a couple month period where he was getting the the dang whatever it was, whatever he called you it. I think the, he called it the hydroponic. Get the hydro dang, bro. Yeah. It was blueberry hydro. Yeah. I just remember blueberry. It it was literally brown weed from Mexico. That they sprayed with like this candy spray That's and right. sprinkled cocaine in the bag. Yeah. And everybody was just paying a premium price for this awesome blueberry. And it tasted great and it got you really high. You're basically smoking catnip crack is essentially uh, where you're getting high on. And <laughs> I mean, right. it tasted like blueberries, so we were none the wiser. But dude... Tasted like blueberry is an understatement. It tasted like blueberry candy, like you were sucking <laughs> on a blueberry lollipop. It was so funny. Emma ran into the gas station the other day, get some smokes, and uh, she came back out with a couple bags of gummy stuff, and I, I, I thought nothing of it and took a look on the counter. One of them was the classic Harbro gummy bears, and the other one was something I never saw before, but to me it was the signal of the Armageddon upon us. It was uh, runt-covered gummy bears. Wow. So it was the gummy bears with the runts coated all over them. So they're trying to compete with the nerd clusters. I just saw it as the end of times. I thought, this is Revelations, I believe. This oh, is what uh, they were prophesizing in all these biblical texts. Frank, I don't know how many times I'm going to tell you and everybody else. End of America, yes. Not the end of the world. Oh, right. Okay. Just yes, as yes. end of an empire, right? I believe this happened in Rome 2,000 years ago. Like They were there chiseling away and hanging out, and some guy came in the room. He's like, I did it. I combined the runts with the gummy bears. Yeah, there's a picture carved into some stone in Pompeii. You can see it, beginning of the end. It's the runt and covered you gummy bears. You never had the clusters? No, I've never had those. But I think the end of the Roman Empire is when they started uh, combining their pronouns with their hieroglyphics. You know, that was kind of... Uh... <laughs> no, it was when they were starting to deliver fast food. That was the beginning. Yeah, did they do that? The, the, the fast food delivery. McDonald's <laughs> delivered to your door. Yeah. End of America. It was grubby as hubbis. It was unbelievable. It just ended the uh, ended the Romans, man. It was after COVID seven. Like year... <laughs> <laughs> it was the year seven. Oh man, I hope they cover that in the second Gladiator, man. You know they're making a Gladiator sequel next year. It's coming I can't out. How old is Russell Crowe? Come <laughs> on. Didn't he die? I thought everybody like. <laughs> Come on, man, we need some new ideas here, people. <laughs> <laughs> we need some new actors. Uh-huh.